I don't want to talk about that. I'm more more issues to be talking about than that. The time right. was still, still dark at the start, but it got brighter and brighter nearly every oh, day. Well, mine over six months because this is our season. I think that's a rough. Come up to the gutter to get where I am. I'm delighted to be here, but it's been earned. It's, that's it's, for a, sure. it's a great honour. It's kind of surreal, really. The whole thing has okay, been. Yeah, you've won them all, and that's pretty mental. What people in social media have done is disgusting. This is Sportsbeat Extra. On today's show, I'm speaking with one of the country's most successful hardcore coaches, getting an insight into his methods. I'll also be speaking to one of Irish football's most promising young managers and celebrating his team's phenomenal season. I'm Sean Connolly, and you're very welcome to Sportsbeat Extra. Sportsbeat with HollywoodBets.ie, bringing the sports stars to you. 18 plus, gamble responsibly. See gamblingcare.ie. Lovers of the beautiful game, particularly our home game, will know all too well of the wonder of the FAI Junior Cup. This year is a particularly special edition, as it marks the Centenary Junior Cup. I'm joined now by a man who bleeds the badge of his boyhood club, a student of the game, and the manager of Waterford's Villa FC, Mr. Connor Code. You're very welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great, Sean. Thanks very much for having me on. You're more than welcome. A club steeped in local tradition, founded in the 50s from top of the town folk. Connor, as manager and former player of the brilliant Villa FC, what does this club mean to you? Uh, look, it's been it's been my boyhood club and um, my main club that I've uh, that I've been involved with my whole life. Um, you know, I would have joined the academy as a four or five year old up in Newtown. That was looked after by great Frankie O'Byrne at that stage, and um, yeah, I've been been with the club my my entire life. Where I've been playing, coaching, managing, and um, yeah, look, it's. Um, it's something that's of significant importance to me and it's great that we've been able to represent the club really, really well this year. And um, Yeah, just, uh, yeah, the, um, yeah, it's a really, really um, important, I suppose, time for us uh, as a club and we're making great strides and, um, yeah, just, just delighted with how everything's going so far. Yeah, I'd imagine you are. And a club based on the principles of family and local tradition, obviously fantastic in what you've been able to achieve thus far this season. It's an amazing season to date. Undefeated in the league, four points clear of Hibs on the cusp of the club's first ever Premier title. What can you attribute this success to? It's been a long time coming, I suppose, Sean. It's been one that, um, you know, as a club, um, we would have, I suppose, traditionally over the last 20 years or so been more so associated with our school by section and, you know, would have... Um, we had some really, really strong teams and produced some really, really top-notch players that have gone to play underage internationally and the Ireland level, professional level. Um, but, but as well as that, you know, it's, it's just the club that's put a huge amount of work in with our underage. And um, you know, even currently now we've probably got upwards of 800, 900 players that are registered from from academy up, boys and girls to, to all ages. And um, I suppose we've we've struggled a little bit with it transition of that underage section into our into our senior section over, over the last few years but I think we've, we've made some really good strides there and put some foundations in place over the last couple of years to get that transition right and now we've got a really strong um, senior group of players there we've, we've got a group of 25 lads that's you know 23 probably have, have come through the underage section with the club so um, yeah it's, it's just been about transition and that and um, we've managed to do that reasonably well we think and um, yeah it's, it's, it's been great Absolutely. And as a football fanatic that I am ever since a very, very early stages of my own career when I was when I was younger, the cultivation of youth into senior progression in local clubs is always fantastic. This season, there's been some excellent individual performances with the club, notably with the goal scoring exploits of Dean Welsh. How impressed have you been with that? 
Yeah, no, Dino's been Dino's been phenomenal this year. He's, it's his first season back with the club since he left um, to go um, into the League of Ireland football. From he would have went into the Waterford under nineteen set up, and he would have went in with the first team squad then for a number of years. Um, and again, he's um, come back into us this year, and he's probably played more football this year than he would have over the last few years. And he's really relished that. And um, again, he's been Dino still still on the youngest, still only twenty four, twenty five, but. He's one that's making a massive contribution to it this year. He's been a, a leader in the group as, as well as his contributions with his, with his work rate and with his goals and assists. So um, we've been delighted with him. and it's, it's great to see him playing and enjoying his football at, at a really high level. I suppose moving on to the team, if the prospect of potential league wasn't enough, Villa have now cemented their place in FAI history with the final appearance on the 22nd of May. How did you feel after that Salt Hill Devon result? Yeah, it was probably only after sinking in really over the last couple of days, I suppose. Um, you know, it's again we've we've got a young group that um, maybe don't realise fully the magnitude of what they're you know after after doing and the level of you know Irish football that they're after getting to here. And um, so again, it's 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 um, something that it has kind of we've tried to drum it into them and drum it home to them a little bit, but we never want to get too ahead of ourselves and think we've achieved anything as of such yet because we've, we've not won anything here um, you know, getting to a final is great but I'd much rather go and win a final than get to a final so that, that's going to be the main aim and like you said we've, we've had um, I suppose our primary objective this year has been our, our own local league that we've never managed to win yet and um, we're, we're probably on, on the brink of that without taking anything for granted we've got another bit of work to do there um, we need either a point next Wednesday or three points from the remaining two games after that if next Wednesday wasn't to go away but um, we still have work to do there we won't take anything for granted and we won't be looking ahead to the Junior Cup final um, until we're I suppose we, we've had our cups and knives up in, up in Ungarven and um, that, that's another competition that we want to go and do well and represent us as well in so um, we, we'll just take things a game at a time here but uh, it's, been, it's been great as an overall so far and just hopefully we can finish the season as strong as we've been throughout No and that's the ethos of any successful team it's never to overlook your next opponent and obviously the league was priority at the start of the year the cup run is something that you could have only dreamed about and in Pike Rovers you now face a side that have seen three final appearances in 2010-11 they winning one of them an extremely experienced side are the group relishing that opportunity? Yeah no 100% um, we, we we know Pike quite well. We've seen them play obviously locally down here against Hibs in the in the quarter final. But we've also got our homework on them in terms of their, their squad and how they play. Um, you know, they they won't be they won't consider one of those teams with a lot of junior cup pedigree and they've been in around finals. So they'd, they'd have lads from those finals that'd be in the squad now that'd be guiding some of their younger players, which is something that that we probably don't have. But you know, when you have a group as young as ours, there's there's an element of fearlessness to it that. That um, is something that we've had all season. Our lads don't really mind who they play. They're they're ready to back themselves against anyone in the country. So, um, yeah, it, sh- it should be a great it should be a great occasion, and it, sh- it should be a great game too. Now, obviously, you yourself have playing experience in the League of Ireland and at underage level with the county. The grassroots sector of Irish football is growing year on year. There's more and more opportunities for young players to collect a career overseas. I suppose as, a, as, as the pinnacle of the representative of the club, how proud have the club been with former players such as Jason Malumbi and Leo O'Connor? Yeah, no, it's obviously something we're, we're always extremely proud of, and it's always great to see um, and keep track of how lads are getting on. Um, you know, Lee would have been like myself, someone that would have been in the academy from a real young age and come through the, the full underage structure with the club. And um, you know, this would have been our first senior international cap there, and it was great to be up in the league to see that um, a couple of years ago. And he's been 
um, in really, really good form for Tranmere this year. So it's been great to see him um, push on because, again, Lee's, Lee's brother Aaron will be playing a starring role for us this year. He's been he's been absolutely phenomenal for us. Um, so, again, it's, it's, great, it's great to have lads who have that um, success to show what's possible for the younger lads coming through the club. And, again, Jason, that you mentioned, obviously, he's after signing the permanent deal there um, during the week. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's great to see the progress lads are making and just to show that the path that can be there for for, for young lads within the club to you know, obviously to come into a really strong senior side like we have, but also that there is endless possibilities for them in terms of what they can achieve in the game. It is the greatest benchmark that you can have for any young player at the club to be able to just look at these former players and see what they can achieve. And obviously you touched upon Jason signing a contract over with West Brom great three-year contract and it's 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 well reward for, for all of the hard work and the dedication he's put on on the pitch. I suppose without naming anybody, have you are your, are your eye on anybody at the moment who's on the cusp of maybe achieving similar feats? Uh, look, we've some really good young talented players in the club. Um, you know, our, our youth team are, have been strong this year again. We've been for the last couple of years and they're, they're just after moving into their third consecutive Monster Youth Cup final which is going to be the week after the, the FAA Junior Cup final. So again, um, they, they've been a great group. That is, we've had a few lads that are in that group that have been, you know, in, in around the Premier Group training three times a week, really testing themselves and pushing on and trying to develop and kick on. And um, we've got some really good young schoolboy teams, and our academy's in a really healthy place at the minute. With some, with some cracking young groups coming through, and our girls section is only after starting off four or five years ago and going from strength to strength. We have over a hundred girls now playing every week, so it's it's uh, yeah, just in a really really healthy place. And um, again, when you, when you put the environment like that in place, it's it's always nice to see that some of the top players that can come through when, when something like that is set up. Absolutely. And Villa would now be the biggest club in the southeast region. There's a total of 27 teams ranging from the under-11s all the way up to the Premier. What advice would you give to anybody who's considering getting involved with the club right now? Um, yeah, again, look, it's, it has. It's, it's really over the last, even since the, since everything kind of stopped through COVID and started back up again, you know, we've noticed a huge increase in involvement and we were wondering if that going to the peak and stop, but it's not stopped. And you you just look at the club with the the, the ambitious development that was off the pitch at the time of putting in a, a full size astroturf pitch, and we're, we're the only club team um, in in Waterford that would have a full size astroturf pitch now available to us exclusively. So um, again, it, it has been. We've been really trying to develop both on and off pitch in all areas at all ages, boys and girls. Um, so it, it's something that again we have to give credit to to a committee that are. Um, they're, they're they're there a long time now as a committee, but they're still a generally young committee as committees go, and they they put a huge amount of work in to, to help develop the club both both on and off pitch, and they've, they've backed us with our our senior side this year, but they they put a full emphasis on the full club uh, and tried to be fair to everybody and tried to drive the whole thing on because there's no point in having a strong, you know, senior section within the club if there's nothing coming through. There's no point in having a strong underage section if there's nothing far to go to there needs to be a pathway through um, for, for, for everyone and um, something that we, we really do try and get in place and are, are getting there with Outside of the aforementioned finals is there anything exciting coming up for the club this summer is there any events any camps that anybody needs to know about Yeah no we always have a, an extensive camps programme running we, we run our own camps that we have huge numbers at you know we'll be over 100 plus every, every week for the 5 or 6 weeks that we run and we'll run some girls only camps as well which we know are are very popular too. Um, we, we have a fantastic event coming up in June, actually, uh, the first inaugural memorial tournament for um, for Roy Butler, who would have passed away in August this year. That would have been a, a, a Villa club man that would have played, um, which with all of us growing up and would have been a part of our Premier team to start of the season, who tragically passed away in August. So 
we have um, some, some re- a really exciting summer coming up, I suppose, and hopefully we have um, a, a couple of bits to celebrate as well. Well, that's brilliant. I mean, obviously, we're all sorry for the loss, but this is a fantastic event that can help to expel his memory and, 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 and allow it to live on through these wonderful children that are coming through and reliving in his footsteps. Connor, it was fantastic speaking with you today. I wish you guys the very, very best for the upcoming finals that you have in the league as well as the cup final. Thanks very much for having me on, Sean. Much appreciated. Sports Beat with HollywoodBets.ie, the home of Hollywood Bets Super 7, the ultimate tipping challenge. 18 plus. Gamble responsibly. See gamblingcare.ie. Basketball is a sport that is thriving in the country at this moment, and any follower of the game will know this man. Head coach of the brilliant Mercy Waterford, the WIT Waterford Wildcats, and the Ireland Under-18 women's team, Mr. Tommy O'Mahony. Tommy, you're very welcome to the show. How are you today? Uh, Good. Thanks for having me on. No, it's a pleasure. Thank you very much for coming. Where better to start? Tommy O'Mahony, Schools Coach of the Year with Mercy Waterford. Congratulations. You must be delighted. Uh, Thanks. Um, I suppose when you get these awards, you know, it's always something, uh, it's always delighted to get these awards, but it's more so how the play, about the players rather than the coach. You know, I wouldn't be anywhere without without the players. So it's nice to get an award, but it's more about the players rather than the coach at the end of the day. Spoken like a true coach. A brilliant season for Mercy. Absolutely brilliant. How did you maintain such a high standard throughout the year? Um, yeah, it was a great season. Now, look, I suppose these girls have been together since they were in first year. You know, they came in, they played the club together, they played school, school together, you know, so the the club team is a lot like our school team, you know. They, this is their fourth All Ireland winning now since first year. They won the first year and they won the second year, and then COVID took a few years off us, um, unfortunately, you know. But uh, they've been they've been great bunch, you know. They've stuck together. They're friends off the court as well as on the court, which always helps, you know. So I uh, had a few tough games, but they got over the line in the finish. So I was delighted for them, especially being their last year together. It was nice to, to, to do the double, you know. Oh, it's fantastic. A brilliant achievement for anybody. But the level of consistency that Mercy were able to show was extremely commendable. As well as that, the Women's Super League was very interesting. A third place finish and a semi-final run. How would you assess the season with the WIT Waterford Wildcats? Um, yeah, look, I suppose going into it, this is my first year. I'd been in charge of the Super League about eight years ago, so I hadn't been back in, in charge this year. So I was kind of open-minded going in, you know, but once you're in there then... There's obviously a good group of players in there, so your aspirations are get higher and higher as the season goes on, you know. So at the end of it, I was kind of disappointed because I thought we could have win further, you know. But I suppose if you asked me at the start of the year, would you have taken that? I probably would, but, you know, going through the season and what we've done, um, I thought we could have got that bit further, you know. Obviously, Glanmire were ahead of the, the pack with the, with the players they had. You know, like I think we played them twice this year. We 15-point loss and a, something like a 10-point loss, but... You know, there was times there we were given we were given as good as we got, um, but overall I suppose happy. But as I said during the season, I thought we could there was a bit more in us. This unfortunately we didn't. I wasn't able to get out of us. You know, it's all progress though, isn't it? There are stable foundations to be built for next year and for many years thereafter. Yeah, uh, definitely. You know, there's a like this year we managed to win the under twenty cup. Um, we won it before COVID as well. You know, so there's a, that nucleus of players are coming up, and obviously. The more, I wouldn't say older now, but more experienced players are still there. And it's nice to get that mix of seeing what's, what's been there and they've known what they've done and they're trying to help these players on. You know, so hopefully, like I suppose, the big thing with, with girls, girls especially is trying to keep them involved and trying to keep them involved in the sport. You know, especially around that 17, 18, 19 mark where they usually, you know, find other interests and kind of go away from sport. It's not the popular thing, but hopefully we've managed to do it at underage. With the under-18s and under-20s, we've been kind of good success over the last number of years and they've stayed with us, you know, so 
hopefully I'll say with us with Super League and we'll you know build on what we did last year and try get over the line a bit further this year. Definitely. I suppose looking at the age category, basketball, like any team sport, can't really be fixated around individuals. However, I do feel a special mention must go to Sarah Hickey. She's been absolutely outstanding, rightfully rewarded with her personal accolades. How impressed have you been with her? Uh, yeah, Sarah's been great. You know, she had a few injuries at the start of the year, you know, so she wasn't at full steam, you know, playing Super League and playing school, playing under-18s, playing 20s, playing with Irish teams. There's a lot of on, a load on there, so we had to manage that at the start of the year, you know. So Super League-wise, she didn't get going till probably September or November, December, you know. But, like, by the end of the year, she was one of our star players, and that says a lot for a 17-year-old playing on a senior team, you know, scoring 20 points a game, kind of, you know, accomplishes what she's done. But, you know, she's no fear, and, you know, the girls have helped her along, and she's done extremely well, and... Obviously, you can see by the award she's got, you know, you don't get them easy either. Getting young super player, super league player of the year at only 17, which is a great accolade in itself, I guess, you know. Um, there's a lot of people in that category, but she's done extremely well. Um, and obviously, she knows there's a lot more in her as well, you know, but she's done extremely well this year. And especially with the, with the school, like leading by example, you know, she won two MVPs and then, then two school finals. You know, there was, there was times there where we were, un, we were under pressure and she stood up be counted and you know especially leading by example it all helped oh yeah dr water how high the ceiling can go i mean we don't know yet but it's fantastic to see you touched on the national team there progress has been encouraging a win over scotland in april what were your takeaways from that game um yeah that was a bit different now you know going to the four nations we had 16 players going you know so we're trying to whittle it down to 12 players so like going over to the Four Nations, obviously it's great competition. And for some players, there this is going to be their first outlook for international basketball because uh, COVID took away their under 16, so they didn't have any international basketball. So it was a good, a good introduction for them to see what international basketball was like, and obviously what we need to get to and the standards we need to get to. You know, so we're obviously we were disappointed with the Wales game. I thought we could have done, we could have got it over the line. Obviously England would be the strongest team there. You know, I thought we battled well. With them, we were only down five points, which was now like six or seven minutes to go, and we managed. We didn't score until for the last four minutes of the game, which kind of hurt us, you know. But it was great to get that standard, you know, especially for some of them that haven't been used to it. And then obviously going into training the next week, they know, okay, look, I need to get to this level. But because there's there's one thing in talking about, okay, this is the level we need to get to, and this and there's another thing actually showing them this is the level, you know. So it was actually great to get them being games from. Oh, no, absolutely. It's uh, it's one thing talking about it, but experiencing that peak international level, I mean, it's something that can truly only be understood after physically experiencing it. The Under-18 Women's European Championship is getting underway from the 5th to the 14th of August. How do you feel about the group you've got and how are preparations? Um, yeah, um, we've been training really hard, you know, like I suppose we'll kind of ramp up now over the next week. Um, we train for the next weekend and unfortunately then we've, I think, called the leaving start, which unfortunately we have a good few kids. So we have to take a break for three or four weeks, and then we're back at it, and say towards the end of June, start of July. So uh, we practice games in Portugal, and hopefully trying to get more some, some more practice games as well, which always helps, you know. So I suppose that month of July is going to be big for us. You know, we're going to be tra- we're going to be training a lot, trying to get there. Um, group wise, you know, I think we've got a tough enough group. With, we're in Serbia, we've got Romania, we've got Denmark. You know, so Serbia would obviously be one of the strongholds of uh, European basketball they came down from A before uh, Denmark would have been in A under 16 um, but they didn't compete in under 18 that's why they were put down to B um, so but you know there are games there that are winnable you know like 
last year we went to the European Challengers and we played Ukraine. Uh, we played Hungary, we played Lithuania and Turkey, and we gave as good as we got. You know, certain times people think Little All Ireland don't have anything to give, but you know we're as good as some of the teams once we apply ourselves in the games. You know, so delighted to get to them and can't, can't wait for the European Championships. To be honest, is confidence high in camp, building up to the throw-in? Ah, uh, yeah. You know, like we played against the under twenties last weekend there and made a good good performance against them. You know, so it's just them little wins every weekend and pushing people on and getting there. You know, as I said, I've said to the kids before, getting to European championships for some people is the pinnacle of their career. You know, it's like we're we're there for we play seven games in the space of eleven days and we're training, we're playing, we're doing video, we're training, we're playing. So it's like professional if if a word can be. You know, and the girls love it. Obviously, they're there because they love the sport. You know, but. It's something they enjoy and something that they can look forward to, you know. So hope, hopefully, you know, obviously once there's a few nerves in the camp now because we're still at 16 and we have to get down to 12, so that'll happen over the next two or three weeks. So obviously there's a bit of nerves there um, over the next few training sessions, but hopefully that'll die down once the 12 is, is set and they know they're kind of mostly on the, well on the plane and just worrying about what position they're on the plane now. That's the thing. Yeah, but that's the best part and it's when you should really see the best of any athlete. They know that this is a moment to stand up and be counted. What advice would you be offering to any budding athletes who are now considering taking up the game or maybe listening to this show right now and thinking that's something that they can do? Yeah, like, like the big thing, that even I, I'm, I'm coaching underage, under 10 or 11, the big thing is they have to love the game. You know, it's, it's very hard to put in the amount of practice. You know, my international players now will practice maybe twice with their clubs or their teams and then three or four times on their own. So it's very hard to get... You know, getting motivation and getting into the gym and doing your own things and actually, unless you love the sport, you know. Um, so I suppose that's one thing, love of the game. And then just making sure you give everything you have, you know, that's the big thing. Like, you never know where you can get there unless, unless you put in the effort, you know. So I keep saying to some people, like, this, you have to put in the effort in order to make a team. But, like, don't don't be disappointed if you didn't put in effort and you didn't make the team. Be disappointed if you put in the effort and didn't make the team, you know. So that's the big thing about putting in effort, you know, and everyone's obviously everyone's at different levels and everyone can keep improving. Like I've I've seen people that were not good at fourteen and improved really, you know, well over that year. So like people develop at different ages as well. So don't be downhearted because you didn't make it on the twelve team or you didn't make it on the thirteen team. There's a, there's always room for improvement and there's always, you know, room for you there. Like Michael Jordan got that cut off his first high school team, you know. So, as I say, if you believe it enough, it can get you a long way. That's fantastic advice and something that people can apply to their everyday life, not just sport. It was tremendous speaking with you today. Brilliant to get an insight into so many different levels of the game. I wish you the very best in all upcoming games and tournaments. We can touch base closer to the time and see how preparations are going before getting on the plane. Sports Beat with HollywoodBets.ie, bringing all the blockbuster action to the palm of your hand. 18 plus. Gamble responsibly. See GamblingCare.ie. That's it from this week's show. If you'd like the region to hear from your club, feel free to drop me a mail at sport at beat102103.com and I'll happily get back to you. Dean's up next with Beat Anthems.